Welcome to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Luke chapter 4. And my guest today is one of my favorite people to work with. He trained me in when I started working here. And beforehand, I asked him, what exactly is your title? And so then that led into conversation about we're not really sure. But what we're going to say is that he's the network operator assistant because that's what he does. He really does. He's a jack of all trades when it comes to radio. He does whatever we need him to do. And we're so glad he's here. Welcome, Nat. Nat Becker. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you really do. I mean, you do a little bit of everything. It's true. A little bit of everything. I mean, from engineering to this, to, you know, being voice on things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Never and a boring day. No. No, right? I bet every day is different. Yep. That's fun. Okay. So we are talking about Luke chapter four, and we'll just dive right in. We'll just dive right in. And it starts out with, the devil tempting Jesus in the desert. And so the question from the study guide is that what is, how do we see Jesus responding to the devil's temptations? Yeah. So the devil kind of walks in, right? He's like, Hey, you're hungry. Uh, If you're the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And this happens a couple times, right? So he tempts him three times in this, this Mm -hmm. sort of chunk. And each time it's kind of along the lines of what kind of life are you living? Like, live a real life. Eat some bread. Have a dominion. Have a kingdom. That's... I have never thought about it like that before. Yeah. Wow. Have a real life. Like, that... these are the things that make up life. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing here for 40 days starving? What are you doing here as, you know, this holy king without an empire? Mm. What are you doing? Which kind of, like, gets to the humanity yeah. part of it. I mean... Isn't that what we're all kind of, whether or not we're totally aware of it, seeking to like be the, to have dominion over our own kingdom. My own house, my own kingdom. Yeah. And control. For me, it's control. Wanting to control things. (laughs) I feel like sometimes I have control. I don't really. (laughs) The illusion is always there and (laughs) never fully present. And, but, and then we see Jesus countering that with scripture. So he always so he counters it in in two ways, one with scripture and one with knowing who he is and where he came from, right? Because it's not like yeah, yeah. So the the way he counters is tying back to his ancestry, to his God, to his history, right? He quotes the scriptures which are that sort of daily you know, the the thing they all live in, right? right. And then he also counters Essentially by saying, well, I know who I am. I know my kingdom. I know my life. And I think that sort of, I think we see it a little bit later on, kind of trickle out some of the same themes. But, you know, the, the way to counter take your kingdom is say, hey, I, I know I already have my kingdom. And he, he, he pulls, I don't know, from the scriptures there. I don't know. Is that... that- Makes sense. That makes total sense. And I don't know that I've ever sat in this specific scripture long enough to to realize that, that 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 it's always it's always been scripture. I mean, that's what we've mm-hmm. always been taught. He and it's true. He does come back and he counters all the temptations with scripture. But I mean, what you're getting at is his almost like his motivation or his his 
knowledge not only of the scripture, but knowledge of his position. Yeah. And because he knows his position, that he speaks with authority. He speaks the scripture with authority. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, Nat, I'm so glad that you're here for this chapter. I'm so glad that you got me to read this chapter because I definitely didn't spend enough time before either. So, you oh my. know, now routing through this, I was like, wow, this puts it in a whole different, it's the same thing. Like well, just scripture. No, no. I think there's a little bit more to it. There is. Well, and then to think about the, his knowledge and him standing in, in who he is and mm-hmm. knowing who he is. And then he goes back to his hometown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which you, how did, like, cause you were a missionary kid. Yep. So. What do you do? You feel like you have a hometown? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, only in name, maybe. Okay, like I, the, I grew up in a town that was I was the fifth generation of my family born and raised there. So like super deep roots. So my hometown. So like this thinking about going back to my hometown. Oh. And then being rejected in that town where I have deep roots. I didn't like that. That didn't feel good to think about. I think I would probably uh, sort of take the stance of feeling like, well, if if I was rejected, I could move to the next town over. Mm. Mm -hmm. We've done it enough times, I could probably do it again. (laughs) Well, and what we're seeing here is that, I mean, even the way that people are referring to Jesus is, isn't that Joseph's son? Yeah. I I just, sorry, I'm a little lost in thinking about that Jesus standing in who he is and knowing who he is in dealing with the devil and the temptation and then walking into his hometown. So this you're just shedding a different light on this than I had thought before. How that ends up kind of walking out when he goes through Galilee and then he goes into Capernaum. You just kind of blew my mind a little bit, Nat. <laughs> so now I'm a little <laughs> lost. <laughs> so, so how did that play out for you when you were reading the chapter then, thinking about that, Jesus? thinking about Jesus standing and who he is. I mean, I, as I read through it sort of in that light, I was like, wait, I, and maybe maybe all of this kind of ties into this, some of those themes. And mm-hmm. I'm sure this needs more unpacking and, and reading and thinking and stuff. But And we're all in process. Um, so he walks to his own town, right, mm-hmm. preaches. He basically sits down and says, this is who I am. Right, right? opens a scroll and reads the... Opens a scroll and reads, I am he, it is now, mm-hmm. and then gets rejected. And it seems, at least on a preliminary reading, he's rejected because in large part he's known, because they know everything, right? Oh. So there's no there's no magic. Oh, interesting. So they're identifying him as Joseph's yeah. son, and he's identifying himself as the son of God, the son of man. But they can't see past Joseph's son. They're like, no, we, I, I babysat you. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting that they couldn't get past their identity of him to see his true identity. And it's so easy to put that on. Mm-hmm. It would be, it, I feel like it would have been really easy for Jesus to put on Joseph's son yeah. as his identity instead of standing in, no, I'm the son of man, actually the son of God. Wow. And then we see him walking out. I mean, he just continues to walk it out, yeah. casting out a demon and healing people. I think it's really interesting, too, that all, I mean, he goes to the synagogue and he's teaching. And there's so much healing 
happening. Later, we get into the parables and that kind of teaching, but now mm-hmm. it's teaching in the synagogue and and healing people. Is there anything else in this chapter that stood out to you? Well, yeah. So he basically goes and says, you know, I'm not going to do... I'm not going to do much here because this is, you know, the prophet's own town. It's where I'm rejected, right? He kind of walks out. Uh, And he walks out and says, you know, there were many more widows, you know, but not everybody could, you know, there were more lepers, but they didn't all get healed. And he walks out, kind of of throwing them under the bus. Mm. He walks to the next town of which, you know, they don't know him as, they don't have the identity crisis of him being Joseph's son. They're all amazed. They take it in. He heals a whole bunch of people. And he almost has his, you know, so he's rejected in his own town. He goes to the next town. He kind of almost gets his little mini kingdom again, right? Everybody is adoring him. Everybody is amazed at him. You know, like, that's what I want. I want to talk and everyone be like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're looking for, our own dominion, right? Right. So that, that humanity. And then he walks out and says, you know, I, there were many more towns that need healing, that need preaching. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom to the other towns because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So again, it's almost, it's almost in a way kind of like another like, you know, veiled temptation. Say more about that. He's given, you know, a chance to do more good and be appreciated more. But instead of sort of taking it as far as, he could, as far as people would adore him, as far as people would listen to him, he knows that he has a greater purpose. His identity is solid in you know, who he is as the son of God with a mission on earth with the message to preach to everyone and not just sort of settle in a community. I don't know. Well, and he, his, identity is not, his identity is not in what he's doing. Right. He's able to do what he does because he fully realizes his true identity. Yeah. Okay. I did not think that we were going to sit down and talk about identity in this chapter. That is fantastic. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Nat. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. And you really just kind of blew up this chapter for me. (laughs) That's fantastic. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I so much appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us talking about Luke chapter 4. I'm hoping that you got some insights, too, that you hadn't thought of before. I I think I'm going to have to go back and read this again. But I hope you're subscribed to this podcast so that you don't miss any episodes. And we will see you next time for Luke chapter 5. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, Consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com.